Welcome to the Code Locker. The Code Locker. Where the hosts and guests will discuss real aspects of code enforcement from the locker room without bias. We'll talk about inspections, safety, community relations, debrief cases, and much more. This is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast reflect the opinions of the hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Now, grab a chair and your beverage of choice. Here are your hosts, Justin and Shane. Welcome to the Code Locker Podcast. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. Was that good? That was pretty good. You like that, huh? You should do that. You should do that next time. We should start doing that, like a full-on podcast where we introduce ourselves. An announcer voice. Yeah. I'm your host, Shane, and co-host, Justin. Hey, guys. Yeah. I don't like saying co-host. I just like saying host. Like, we're both hosts. Yeah, the hosts. Yeah, the hostesses. Is that like a Hostesses with the mostesses. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you. I like this. We got a shot post. Yeah, from the heavens here. What is going on here? All right, man. So we're all right. We got to pay the bills. Let's get this stuff out of the way. Uh, This episode of the Code Locker podcast is brought to you by Breaking the Chain Consulting. Uh, Justin, I don't know. You've kind of been around a while. Um, Would you say organizations need help with leadership? Oh, most definitely, Shane. Yes, the answer is yes, correct. Yes. Um, Would you say individuals need help in their personal lives and growing and and becoming a good leader within their homes as well? Hell yes, Shane. Okay. I I thought so. I thought so. So um, we all can agree that we have worked at places, work at places, um, all different parts of the spectrum, right? You know, that are are good and bad. Okay. So uh, if you're listening to this out into the airwaves in the universe, Contact Breaking the Chin Consulting. They can help you with all those things. You individually as a person in your home life and with your uh, profession and your organization as well. So BreakingTheChainConsulting.com. The individual Jim Ewell runs this. That's his company. It's his consulting. And he also has a book called The Arch. Mm -hmm. So if you can check that out on Amazon and I believe it's Audible on Audible and Mm -hmm. everywhere else that you can do audiobooks. So Thank you, Jim. Great. Thank you, Breaking the Chain Consulting. Thank you. Yeah, they do a great job. I just want to throw in their great book. My staff have it on their bookshelves. And uh, Jim has actually done keynote speeches and classes about leadership at uh, state conferences, including here in California. He just did one in Virginia. Um, yes. So he's also great for the profession for those speeches and classes on leadership. Yes. Great guy. And uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I can say this. I'm going to say it. Say it. Uh, you can sign up for an affiliate program through Riverside.fm, uh, which I did. So uh, if anybody's Ooh. out there curious about starting a podcast or as my video shutters in and out, do you see that? It blinked. Okay. It was so quick. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. I'm sure my phone's dying. Um if anybody's out there wants to start a podcast or wants to use Riverside.fm as a podcasting tool or ho- it's not really a hosting site. It's more like the video editor, the audio part. You can upload straight to Spotify, do everything from there. It's like a uh, buzzsprout, so to speak, because I don't know of any other hosting things, but uh, they, it, it does more. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and do this. Let's let's try to. Let's. Uh, oh, my God, it's not working. Powered by Riverside FM. Okay. Did it work? Yeah. I heard it. 
Okay, cool. I didn't hear it, so I hope it worked. I don't know why it didn't work on my end. <laughs> oh, well, that's how we're doing things today. So, uh, like always, what, what's going on with you, Justin? What is new? Well, leading up to uh, the holidays, this episode's actually going to release right before Thanksgiving, but uh, yes. it's been it's been good. I The thing that I've enjoyed the most, and I, I don't know about you, but uh, for at least my experience leading to Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays, it slows down a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finally done with my presentations and uh, memos and reports to city management. So I'm just, I'm, I'm really enjoying the slowdown where I can catch up on my cases and, and other things I want to do around the office. So it's just, it's been nice. I've taken a slower pace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. This will get released uh, Wednesday, which is the day prior to gobble, Thanksgiving gobble. Thursday right now. So, um, you know, for your, uh, play it at your family meals. You know, when you sit down, you got all That's the extended family and yeah, just put this on in the background. No big deal. And uh, there you go for the gobble gobbles out there. All right. So how's uh, how's your week going? It's good. It is really good. I'm trying to think if I've had uh, anything come up. Oh my gosh! I hear a chicken. Is that a turkey? That a, I mean, it's kind of yeah, turkey, turkey, chicken. We'll go with that. We'll just let it play for a minute. There you go. You got to give royalties and rights to that. Uh, Whoever put that up. 10 hours of chickens. Are, yeah. Are you, are, how long are we going to do this for? This will be good. I stopped it. 10 hours different. is a little too long. Okay. 10 hours of turkey chicken calls is a little much. Um, I'm trying to oh. think of what's what's been going on. Uh, I do agree. It does tend to slow down to a certain degree. Um, I know I've worked at places before where they pick a date and they're like, hey, don't cite people anymore You know, for the holidays, essentially, unless there's something crazy going on where you have to like red tag a building or you have to cite somebody for something, but like your run of the mill admin site for whatever, like they just stop until the beginning of the year. I don't recall if I had anything crazy to say, uh, case wise. Um, let me think. Oh, I do have one. I remember now, uh, got a complaint about somebody operating a porta potty business out of the residence and then also uh, cleaning the porta potties out into the gutter. So like awesome stinky out business. In the street. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. See what comes of that. It's new. Um, what else been going on? This auto repair shops been getting some complaints about that. Like, oh, dude, I got neighborhoods. Oh. you know, just stuff like that. And it's funny. The complaining party actually complained about a parking ticket she received out in the street and she said, what's the problem? My house was at my mechanic or my car was at my mechanics. <laughs> so inadvertently they kind of tipped it off, tipped it off. So other than that, things are good, man. Just uh, did some veterans day stuff. Had a little thing this morning at my kid's school. Oh, um, cool. They do like donuts and coffee for veterans and they sing the armed forces medley and do all the stuff and they kind of honor everybody. So it was cool. Cool thing to do this morning. That's awesome. Other than that, we have a special guest today. We do. Okay. We do. Um, so I, I want to keep it anonymous until uh, she feels uh, empowered to say whatever she wants to say about okay. uh, her name and, and jurisdiction, or we can keep it, you know, on the DL. But um, uh, we have this uh, young lady who works for an agency uh, not too far from you and I, uh, but they have a very uh, good marketing and outreach team that uh, focuses yes. on their code team 
So um, we've talked about this in the past about marketing code enforcement, you know, making it, you know, really positive Fun. of what we do. And yeah. so to see an agency like this that has people dedicated to um, that message, I think is pretty cool. So we, we reached out and uh, luckily she accepted. So we wanted yeah. to introduce Nicole onto the show. Welcome, Nicole. Come on out from behind the curtain. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? Hi. Look at that. Hey, how's good. it going? It worked. <laughs> Surprise. So yeah. So that's a sl- that's going to be the slogan for this one, Nicole. Uh, make code fun again. Okay. Is yeah. that what we're going to do? We'll do that. Okay. Make it fun. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's Friday, tail end of the week. Uh, like Justin said, everything's starting to slow down. So it's kind of catch up time right now. Um, trying to get the more bang for my buck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I wanted to, um, to ask um, if you can share a little bit about your background, uh, your experience in code. Um, you can leave names and, and things out if you'd like, but just give us a little background about yourself. Okay. Um, so I've been with code enforcement. Um, I'm actually fairly new. I've only been with the department about three years. Um, oh. I did start as the executive assistant. Um, and so, uh, with that position, um, I got, uh, voluntold to take care of social media. <laughs> um, All right. I really didn't have any PIO experience, um, previously to this. Uh, so I did reach out with, um, I'm familiar with some counterparts in different departments that do, uh, social media and things of that nature. Um, got some tips and some insight and it's, it's been a learning experience, um, but mm-hmm. it's been really good. Um, our page has vamped up immensely and um, yep. to the point where now I have a social media team. Uh, wow. Now three Dang. of us working on it. So it's going. To- Look at you. That's awesome. So uh, you are a code officer and you do this as like a collateral duty. <laughs> I'm assuming it's kind of like what it is. Yeah. So, um, I, when I was the executive assistant, I fell in love with code and I decided I wanted to be out in the field on the front lines, getting my hands dirty. Um, but, uh, I had put a lot of time and effort into social media and it kind of became my baby and I was not ready to let it go. Um, so I talked to my new supervisor okay. and let him know, Hey, do you mind if I keep this? You know, I, I, I won't let my other work fall behind. Um, Right, right. So he's allowed me the opportunity to kind of juggle both. Um, sometimes it goes into my personal time, but I, I really don't mind it because it is my baby. So, yeah, that's that's pretty that's cool. cool. Um, so you said uh, how many people uh, work on this on social media and, and your outreach? Um, now I have three people: uh, our new executive wow. assistant and um, one of our analysts. That we all share the duties now. Okay. So I'm curious. You, you said you initially were voluntold. I, I wanted to ask because a lot of agencies don't touch on this or they're scared to touch on social media for code enforcement. Can you explain kind of how that whole like idea came about? Why it was launched or who came up with the, the concept to say, hey, this agency, we should try to do some outreach to our, our community. How did that start? So when I came on board, they did have the social media um, pages already created. However, they weren't very active. They hadn't been updated in quite some time. Um, And everything that was on there was probably about a good at least six months old. Um, But their thought behind it was they wanted to showcase the work that's being done in the communities. 
Um, and so they just kind of gave me a brief of, you know, try to highlight, add some educational pieces in there, um, run with it. And so that's what I did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cause I, I, I follow and, um, we've, we've given some, uh, shout outs to you guys. Cause really yeah. I, I, I've seen other cities and other counties, um, have some type of outreach, maybe flyers and graphics and things, but you guys have a good variety of things, including, uh, you guys highlight some of the cases and group, you know, task force that you guys do to show, Hey, this is what you guys do every day to help the community. And I think, uh, some cities are, uh, I, I want to say, I'm trying to think of the best word. I won't say I against say, it, say it yeah, <laughs> against it or scared. Yeah. Um, to to highlight some of that even though it's showing good um have you guys had any um like pushback or concerns about like the type of messaging that you guys put out um in the beginning uh well i mean there's always pushback you're always going to have those people out with their pitchforks because they don't believe in what you're doing and um or they don't quite agree with it um things like that but uh I actually had somebody reach out um, who is uh, a writer for a newspaper and she gave me some tips and she said, you know, I think what you're trying to do is great, but you need to give the reasoning behind it um, and then, uh, you know, resources out there and educational pieces to, to kind of tie it all in together. And um, okay. I want to say once I got that little bit of tidbit and started incorporating it, um, it created a lot of more positive feedback than just the negatives that were coming onto those posts. Well, that's a great tip. Okay. So you're able to kind of like guide it and buffer it in a way where you kind of curbed a lot of the negativity with those tips Yeah. by providing like education pieces and stuff like yes, that. Yes, I try to anticipate, okay. you know, questions that might come and incorporate those pieces in just so as people are reading it, it's answering their questions and educating them on what we're doing out there in the communities along with our partners. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Cause I think Justin and I have talked about this before and you know, he, he just brought this up. Some agencies or places are scared or hesitant. Well, we're going to get all this uh, backlash now, right? Like we're, we're so pessimistic, right? We don't, a lot of us don't think, you know, there could be any good from this. We just open ourselves up to being, you know, blindsided or caught up in this, like, you know, all this negativity for our agency. But um, I personally believe that that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, everything nowadays is social media, all the stuff that gets put out there to locals and communities and stuff is pretty much through social media. Nobody does mailers anymore. Nobody does that stuff. It's not, it's a way of the past. So I think uh, the benefits way, way um, outweigh the negative part of the social media part or potentially, you know, having somebody write a nasty little email on their keyboard into your social media. Yeah, And, you know, I my perspective is uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Um, you might get those okay. haters, but your information is still getting out there. The educational pieces are still getting out there and they might be putting up their negative comments, but they're still reading the information that's going out there though to me that's a win in itself okay i like that yeah that's true i guess when it comes to city and you're putting information out or a, a county or wherever you work um as long as the information is getting out then mm -hmm. it's good right so i like that you have but, a very good perspective of it i like to hear that yeah well i was looking through your guys's page and you know you guys have such a variety of things you you guys did um highlighted some of uh your outreach for like the the trunk or treat um events you have um informational things um showing your cases you have pictures with 
staff at um, different cases. Like the, I like the one where you guys did about like a noise complaint at night um, and you actually listed like why you guys are there, um, what is the violation so it educates people. And you show teamwork with the law enforcement side that you work with. Um, but yeah, and you guys have some fun group photos. Um, it's just a variety. Um, and it's not just stagnant because sometimes you'll see on social media, whether it's a company or a government agency, I notice when you just keep pushing out like just a graphic after graphic, it's like advertising, you don't really get much engagement. Do you feel um, a certain type of post that you guys do tends to get more reaction out of it where it's like a group photo or a code case versus some type of educational piece? It's a good question. I have to say the ones that get the most interaction and it's a mixture of positive and negative is going to be the um, vending posts. Uh, oh. People are very um, passionate about vending, food vending. Um, you know, there's the people that support the brick and mortar businesses and they feel that it takes away from that. And then you have people that support the vendors um, because they're out there trying to earn an honest living. Yeah. Um, so that is a, is a, there's always those, posts go uh not quite viral but you'll see sometimes hundreds of comments on there just the back and the forth between the constituents and their opinions and everything on there yeah um i think the vendor thing is just a hot topic anyway so i mm -hmm. could totally see that it, depending on you know every, we have people that listen to this podcast from all over so maybe in certain states that's not like a big deal but we're all three of us are located in in california in particular southern california it's a big mm -hmm. deal I mean, it comes up almost on a daily basis. You come mm -hmm. across a vendor or a new law gets put out, how we're going to handle this or, you know, new policy, new direction, new this, whatever, or your law enforcement agency doesn't really know how to handle this. I mean, there's just a lot that goes on and it, I'm not surprised that that is the, the biggest one that comes across or you get the most reaction yeah. from. Second con most controversial topic would probably be a tie between cannabis and homeless. <laughs> Oh, yep. Yep. Those are popular, too. Yeah. That's like the, oh. that's, that, I mean, if that doesn't sum up Southern California in, the, in a nutshell right there, let's see. Vendors, weed, and uh, homeless people. I mean, welcome. Move to our state. You know, we'll, we'll do it all. This is like our uh, marketing pitch for the whole uh, region yeah. here. Right. But, uh, but it is true. I mean, those are the three things that are most controversial, most that are talked about um, and tend to be like bigger projects and bigger problems that people just want to throw a Band-Aid on. And nobody has an actual like real solution for it. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. well, I was going to ask you, Nicole. Um, and I apologize. My uh, camera's not working. So if you just see a C with uh, the Cheyenne on there, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is what it is. Cheyenne. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was going to ask because I, for my agency, um, we actually, our code enforcement division is split up with, uh, we also have business licensing with us and then neighborhood services. And our neighborhood wow. services team is kind of similar to what you guys do, but um, they're the outreach to the community. So because they're tied in with us, we do a lot of code outreach, but they do a lot of other things for public works and things like that. Um, it's just a good outreach uh, network that we've established. And we use, uh, we have our own website for it that's separate from the city website. We have our own social media accounts. Um, and then I, when I got this position, I lear finally learned about Canva, uh, which is a very popular program now. But I was curious for you, I know you guys run the social media, but is there any type of um, program, software, equipment 
anything specialized that you guys use uh, besides just like your, your iPhone or something? So when I say I had no experience in the social media aspect of uh, the job, I was dead serious. Um, I have learned <laughs> so much. Um, I started yeah. out just with whatever I could do on the phone. Um, so, uh, in the beginning I used to use this app called Skitch. Uh, it was really good. Helped me blur out and edit my photos. Um, and then, uh, I just recently discovered Canva. So, um, and I love it. Um, and, uh, Canva is awesome. Yes, it really is. Um, so, uh, our newest, uh, member Vanessa of our social media team, she has just really dove in and she's started making reels for us. So I'm not sure what oh. she's using. I'll have to find out with her and follow back up with you guys. Um, okay. but yeah, she, so our, like our two of our latest posts, she's done some reels on. And I was just so blown away by that way out of my league. <laughs> yeah, it, it is inner. I mean, there's so much out there and Justin and I have dive into this, um, you know, with this podcast and like with other stuff using Canva, um, you know, Canva has a deal with Office Depot to make banners. We've tried to do a lot of um, different things and there's tons of resources out there. There's some apps that are just good for like editing people out for thumbnails. There's some apps that are just good for reels. There's just, it's like too much. And I think Justin's a little better at it than I am. I just kind of like fumble around with it. But I do know um, that's good that she does the real thing because the short, um, like YouTube shorts and stuff like that, People seem to click on those a lot more than anything else. And I think it's just because people's attention spans. I mean, I I put a stupid video up of me standing at the beach. This is Happy Friday with a, a not happy look on my face. It was literally, I think, eight seconds long and 1,300 people watched it. And I'm like, zero context. It was just on our page. It says, just this Happy Friday with the beach in my face, not looking so happy. And that's it. And so it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It is a weird thing to dive into. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool. You have a whole team and people can kind of, you know, uh, venture out and do, you know, reels or other stuff like that. And it's cool that you have the support from your agency to do that too. Yes. So that's a big part of it. They've been really supportive. Um, I think the hardest part of it is just juggling because I do have a full caseload and, you know, my other two team members of the social media team, they have their own job duties as well. So just trying to juggle and find that time to be able to play with it and get creative. And so um, it's, it's getting better, especially with the three of us on board now. Yeah, more people's good. Is it typically because I know you work for a larger agency with um, actually different um, like offices throughout your region. Um, do do other staff know like, hey, if they have something going on, a uh, you know, a case or an operation, hey, let me you know send the photos or or the information to Nicole and the team, and then you guys facilitate pushing out. Like, does the rest of the agency know like? funneling things through you and that you're a resource for that? Yes. Um, we've been telling them since the beginning, you know, please send us your wins or um, if you have something that you think would the community would benefit on, you know, learning about, please forward it to us. And in the beginning, it was really like pulling teeth, trying to get this information and pictures <laughs> from staff. Nobody wanted to share it. Um, but as we've grown and the posts have been going out there, I think everybody is really happy to be able to showcase their work. And so now the posts are rolling in faster than we can post. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's good, um, it so, is. It is to have content like that. So do, do 
I guess from like, we'll just say from an officer perspective, if somebody has a good case or something they feel like is worthy enough for you to deem, yes, this is social media ready. Um, do they just email you directly? How's you, how's your chain of command work with that as far as, Hey, I'm just an officer. I got some photos of this cool cleanup. Do I just send them to you or what's the process like internally? Um, yeah. So we just ask that they send an email. They include me and the two other social media team members. Um, there's, they can include their supervisor. You know, sometimes people, it makes them feel more comfortable. Um, they know that, you know, they've got the approval. Um, then right. they just send the pictures, a little blurb of what it is. I ask that they give us the area and then we just start developing the posts. And if we have any questions, we have them to reach out to. Um, and then we get it up there. That's awesome. That's really That's cool. cool. And I, I know there's a, a buzzing in the background. Is somebody vacuuming? Do you guys have construction going on? Like what is going it's on? It's our hose, the water pressure of our hose. Somebody's out there washing a car. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is a, ser a serious business out there, right? Hey, I'll say sometimes it's, it's like pulling teeth to get the, the, the division cars washed. Yeah. So right. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that thing is next. It's dirty. <laughs> yeah. That thing, that hose is screaming, man. That thing is just, woo. <laughs> well, I was going to uh, ask you uh, kind of my final question, which ties it all together. Um, I, I think there's a lot of agencies across the country uh, that are growing. There's things that they're learning. We had a, uh, a guest on here that used to be in code is now assistant city manager in another state. And he had mentioned that uh, going to other states towards the East Coast that um, he's witnessed, we've heard this from one or two other people too, is that a lot of things start in California and then migrate East, uh, the ideas, concepts. So I, I kind of want to throw that tidbit out there to anybody that's listening is what advice would you have for small and large agencies on how you guys started? You know, you guys are doing full-time code officer and then also uh, part-time social media and outreach, what, what advice would you give to an agency on how to balance that and, and deliver that messaging for somebody that their agency doesn't even touch uh, marketing? Um, I think as far as balancing it, maybe start slow, give yourself, you know, mm -hmm. um, an hour or two, maybe at the end of the week or some undistracted time. That way you can uh, try to organize your thoughts, the information that's coming in um, and then just collaborate. Um, you know, I couldn't have done any of this all by myself. It's taken um, the help of everybody that's out in the field to send me the information. Uh, upper management gives great ideas too. Um, one of our uh, segments that we do on social media is meet your code team. I did not invent that. Um, that was an idea from our cannabis supervisor. Uh, we like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, we wanted to, you know, show the community who's out there doing the work um, in their areas and also put a personal aspect to them. Because some people just see us in the job and um, they don't understand, you know, why we do it or, you know, who we're doing it for. And so we believe that was very important to get us more connected with the community and build that rapport. Um, and then just don't be afraid to put it out there because there's always going to be negative comments, um, but you're going to see that uh, positive too. And one of my favorite things on the post is, is when you see the community come out and start defending you against those negative comments. Exactly. So, that's, me, that's awesome. That's a huge win. Yeah. I love, I love seeing that. I, I think I've seen on, on yours, um, there's a local police department near me where their code team is through them. And they'll post some code stuff here and there, and I'll see some of the comments. And I, I on one of the pages I saw, it was funny that somebody was 
just ragging on code. And it was very petty. I mean, it was, you know, kind of like almost like a, a what do they call that sovereign citizen type mm-hmm. attitude. Right. And other residents jumped in and they just were like saying, no, they do a great service for the city or the community. And I was like, wow, that's awesome that you have community members that are sticking up and saying, hey, this is a great work. And, and I think to your point, that marketing, that message that you guys put out about humanizing the job and that we want to help the community, that's what's getting you the fan club and the fan base that you have. So that's awesome. And, yeah. I, and don't be afraid to engage with the partners um, that you're working with. You know, now uh, we have the sheriff's department. They post us sometimes, you know, and we make sure we include them and constantly that's tagging cool. each other. And that just helps build our, our expand our viewers, too. So. So do you, do you feel that, um, you, even though there's going to always be haters out there and I don't know, people are always going to say things and type stuff from their mom's basement and the <laughs> keyboards, um, and what they call them trolls, <laughs> internet trolls. Keyboard uh, trolls. I mean, do you feel that through this, um, people are just learning more about code or just their community in general? Because I, I still think that a lot of people just don't fully grasp what code is. Um, because everywhere is so different. So, um, besides, you know, meet your code officer. That's why I love that one so much. Cause it lets people know, Hey, we're like normal people mm-hmm. too. Like we, we just didn't like, were we born like this with a, a city logo on our shirts and like a, a badge. But do you feel that more people are coming to bat for code because they understand just a little more of what we do through this? Absolutely. I think, um, education has been a key piece. Um, a lot of people don't know what code is until you're knocking on their door. They, you know, don't know that you can, yep. the things that we regulate, you know, what you can have on your property, that you need the permits, things like that. Um, and right. so by giving that educational piece, we're telling them, yeah, you're wrong. Um, this is what you can do to fix it. Uh, this is how you can prevent it. Um, and, you know, people share that with their neighbors. Um, they, you know, they're constantly tagging other people uh, for information that they find valuable um, things like that. So education is a huge, huge piece of it. Um, okay. And it really brings the supporters um, to rally again with us. That's cool. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys have just... Uh, You're looking at it right now. now. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys have 3,600 followers just on Facebook alone. Um, I think that's most more than most associations or even local government pages. So 3,600 people just follow your code page on one outlet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's impressive. That's impressive. I've got to make sure I follow now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure. No, we, do. Yep. we do. We do. Yeah. So no, that, I mean, that is impressive. I mean, when you're talking, you know, any, like Justin just said, associations, you know, oh, we have 1,400 members that we send email emails to or newsletters. I mean, what was it? Over 3000 just on one social media outlet. And now granted, like it depends on your region, but like, I mean, anybody can access code enforcement stuff from the whole world. So, I mean, you guys are doing an awesome job. I mean, forget just the region thing and, oh, it's more, I mean, who cares about that? Like 3000 followers on one social media uh, platform for a position that nobody really knows what we do. Um, People do know what we do and some people don't like it. Uh, it's poorly marketed in general, in my opinion, as a whole, the, as the whole profession. Um, I mean, kudos to you guys like big time. That's awesome. It really is. It's, it's nothing to shy away Thank from. Thank you. 
Good job. Well, uh, Shane, you have any more questions? I think uh, we hit on some really, really cool stuff that uh, people will take away and hopefully uh, use in their agency and thinking about that positive message, engaging their community and showing, hey, this is the hard work the code officers do every day to yeah. clean up. I mean, the only thing I would add is, and Nicole, you can speak on this as well, is I, I really hope if someone does hear this, that is in a position to kind of help make these decisions or wants to take the lead on getting their agency to be more involved on social media. I hope they just go do it. Um, your cup sets by down again, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I really do. I really, I really feel this is, we're doing ourselves a disservice by not utilizing this tool is really what it is for the city, for the community, for code enforcement in uh, mm -hmm. particular. So I really hope, um, regardless of what uh, Justin and I say, like I said, we're a bunch of yahoos and we don't, we're just kind of going through this, but uh, please listen to Nicole. Okay. She knows <laughs> what she's talking about. So, um, I, I'm a yeah, I, I, I just if hope anybody needs help. Feel free to reach out to me. Yes. A fellow Yahoo. <laughs> she's an expert level. Yes, I know. Right. Jeez, man. <laughs> we're, uh, we're junior level. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, I would like to apologize for my camera not working and then like something happened with the recording. So I have no idea how this is going to work out. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how oh, it goes. Shame. Do you see that? I know what's going on. Never had this happen before. This is a shame. Well, we, we disgusting we a good episode. So yeah, you two had to, a good episode. I was Photoshop yourself. in. <laughs> yeah, this would be perfect. Great. So, uh, Nicole, do you have anything else that you'd like to add or emphasize or, you know, shout out to anybody? We like to do shout outs every now and then, you know. Um, shout out to Riverside County. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, Rivko. Well, hey, shout out Rivko. Yeah, no, just just uh, keep doing it. Don't don't be afraid to put it out there. Uh, the more people we reach, the more people that learn. And uh, it's important, you know, Um just I think it helps keeps us, keep us safer out there, makes everybody else aware of what we're doing and what we're looking for and maybe even help be preventing cases from being opened as well. Um, but it really shows the rapport and the work we do with the community and other allied partners. And um, it's just a way, great way to showcase everything that your department and the hard work that goes into it. Awesome. So Very well said. Yes. Well, we appreciate you on the show, and uh, this has been a learning experience, and we really do hope other people uh, follow suit. So thank you Absolutely. again. Uh, and hopefully if uh, we have more uh, availability down the road, uh, have you back, and we can talk about maybe some uh, anything in particular related yeah. to this. But you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, good Thanks. job. And uh, thank your uh, supervision and everybody for letting you come on. Very much. Uh, we, we've had people um, reach out to us, you know, that we've inquired about and, oh, my, my agency doesn't want me to speak or they're, they're worried I'm going to say something and which is fine. I get that because, you know, once again, we're all in this profession and, you know, but I, I do appreciate them giving you the green light to uh, to go ahead and come on here with us. So thank yes, you. No problem. Me too. Thank you. Thank you guys. The, Nicole, do you have a do you have a water bottle or a glass or a mug or something right now? Okay. We always do this uh till next time. Till next, next time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Code Locker. Be sure to message us for questions or topics you'd like to hear. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, friend, stay safe out there.